Welcome to Bulletproof Faith, show that's here to equip you so that you can equip your kids with Christian worldview and apologetics. And uh, we've had Christmas now, and we're going to hop back into the series that we were doing on cult beliefs. So hopping back into it, um, so far we have done Mormonism, we have done Jehovah's Witnesses, we have done Christian Science, and today... We're going to talk about Seventh-day Adventists, the SDA. So if I say SDA, that's what we're talking about, Seventh-day Adventists. Um, now, I know that that is probably one that you hear and you think, why, is, why are you talking about that? Um, so we'll get into it. It's not quite that simple. But yeah, we're going to talk about SDAs. And... Um, I first want to throw out a little bit of a disclaimer. We haven't done this the last couple of episodes. Um, you know, we're we're not uh, trying to come down on judgment on every single person who believes something that's wrong. Uh, we're, we're not acting like we are perfect or anything like that. Um, but I do think there's some problems in the beliefs, mm. and um, so so that's what we're going to get into. Now, with SDAs. Specifically, I think we have to be really careful because I think there's a couple of, of different uh, groups within that one group, okay? okay? And so, on the surface level with Seventh-day Adventists, it appears that, okay, they're just like us, uh, they're just like any evangelical denomination— with the exception of they worship on Saturday instead of Sunday. Mm -hmm. Okay? And in that sense, we would definitely call them fellow believers. Okay. Wouldn't we? Yeah, sure. Um, but there's more to it. There's more to it. And so I think with SDAs, we have to approach this on an individual basis, an individual level. Um, I think some SDAs do not know or maybe they don't even accept the problematic beliefs. Okay? So that's why we have to approach this on an individual level. But let's go into a little bit of a background, how this thing got started, where it came from. Um, it was formally established in 1863. The Adventists came out of uh, a movement called the Millerites, the Millerite movement. And that was in the 1840s. Um, this guy named William Miller predicted Jesus' return in 1844. Um, obviously, it did not happen. And it's been called, uh, this has been dubbed, the Great Disappointment. Hmm. Okay, so a prediction of Jesus' return, 1844, didn't happen. This has been called the Great Disappointment. Okay, well then the position shifted to believe that 1844 was when Jesus entered the most holy place in the heavenly kingdom. So, not uh, admitting that I made an incorrect prediction about this date, um, but let's change what the, you know what happened on that day. Okay. So, okay. again, we've talked about this before. There's a common theme here. A lot of these, yeah. a lot of these false beliefs. 
um, have a lot to do with end times and end time predictions and uh, setting dates and being wrong. Yeah. Okay. Um, so th- that was how um, the, the Millerite movement went and kind of how this got started. Now, Seventh-day Adventists, they believe in the prophetic ministry of a woman named Ellen G. White. Remember that name, okay? Um, and, and she came, you know, shortly after that, that Millerite movement. Um, with Ellen G. White, there is a fundamental belief that her writings are inspired and authoritative. Okay, okay so she, she was a prophet, and um, the things that she says have authority. Okay, and, that, and that's where I think a lot of the issue is. But mm. <clears throat> she claims over 2,000 visions and dreams, starting from age 17 until her death, which was in 1915. She wrote over 5,000 articles, 40 books, and she wrote, this is the big thing, she wrote that keeping the Sabbath was a requirement for salvation. Okay. So Saturday worship, that's a requirement for salvation. Okay. And that Sunday worship was the mark of the beast. Okay. Okay, so you're reading into Revelation, and what, uh, just, you know, my my opinion, um, an incorrect assumption of what the mark of the beast would be and and that we're still you know we're we're looking for this thing and trying to figure out what the mark of the beast is so she writes that sunday worship is the mark of the beast okay okay now what does that mean to all of the basically every christian denomination in america at the time yeah right now they they say that Ellen G. White uh, ha, has a, a prophetic ministry, and um, they would consider her writings uh, as the same level and authority as the Bible. Wow. Okay. Now let's compare Ellen G. White to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Let's look at uh, Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1, verse 1 and 2. Okay. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Okay, so that's the Bible, Hebrews 1. Ellen G. White wrote, quote, In ancient times, God spoke to men by the mouth of the apostles and prophets. In these days, he speaks to them by the testimonies of his spirit. It's a subtle change, yeah. but she's saying, today, God speaks by what he's showing me. Yeah. That's basically what she's saying. And so she's giving validation to her own dreams, her own visions, her own prophecies, her own writings, yeah. Okay, but, but to do this, violating the scriptures. Um. And that's, I think, my biggest argument is, is um, you know, what, what is our authority, right? But let's do this. Let's talk about, 
some of the problem beliefs. Okay. I would say, in general, I think they have an orthodox view on God, Jesus, you know, the Trinity, um, who, who Jesus was. Um, and I think that they would even tell you they believe in Sola Scriptura. Mm. Okay. Um, I, I don't know that for sure. But, however, that's not what they practice. What they practice is uh, Scripture plus LMG White. Yeah. It's funny that you said that because even on their, like, the Seventh-day Adventist Church website, official beliefs, the top portion of it is as upholding the Protestant conviction of Sola Scriptura. Yeah. But but they don't really do that. What they what they do is yeah. um, scripture plus Ellen G. White's interpretation. Yeah. You have to follow her interpretation yeah. of it. I know, yeah. Um, and again, some some SDAs believe in the Sabbath for salvation, mm. and that Sunday is the mark of the beast. Yeah. I don't think that all of them believe that. Um. I used to work in an area yeah. that uh, it is very prominently SDA, a lot of them in that mm-hmm. area. And um, uh, we even have a college around here that is an yeah. SDA college. Mm-hmm. And I talked to some people who um, worked at that college. And, um, yeah, they, they didn't believe that. They didn't believe that. Um but uh, there are people that do. Sure. Um, another problem belief, though, is that they they believe that Jesus is currently in his second phase of atoning ministry, and there's this this thing that they they say he's in um, the investigative judgment right now, and to me, I think this kind of implies works. You know, Jesus is investigating everyone for their works right now. It's kind of what it implies to me. Um, but again, like you said, on their their official statement, of, like if you go to their website and look on their beliefs, um, it will it will tell you salvation is by grace alone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I feel like in practice, there there's an act, there's a difference in, in what they believe. So that's some of the. Um, the problem beliefs and uh, that that investigative judgment, um, you know. I, so one of the, the things that it says about that, just to give more details, it says that the investigative judgment reveals to heavenly intelligences who among the dead are asleep in Christ and therefore in Him are deemed worthy to have part in the first resurrection. It also makes manifest who among the living are abiding in Christ keeping the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus, and in him, therefore, are ready for translation into his everlasting kingdom. Mm-hmm. So there's some sort of like investigating to see, are these people upholding the law? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's our, that's, that, that's, that's where I would mm-hmm. um, raise an issue. Um, and again, I think it comes down to do the individuals who are in this church believe all of this stuff? Because um, I know for sure that some don't. Mm. Matter of fact, there is a, a couple um, where the husband came out of this um, 
And in talking with him, I haven't gone into like great detail with him, um, but we have a little. I'm not sure that he even knew all of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, again, if, if the only difference is we go to church on Saturday instead of Sunday, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> I think we could say we have fellowship with these people. Yeah. Um, if, if there's nothing else doctrinally that they believe that's different. Um, and I think most of them that you talk to, if you meet one, I think they'll affirm that you're a fellow believer with them. Mm. I do. Um, but some will not. Some take Ellen G. White's writings um, as authoritative. Basically, it's it has the same authority that Scripture does. Yeah. And she wrote that Sunday worship is the mark of the beast. Mm. <laughs> so... Um, you know, and, and we could probably go into that on another episode, like, you know, why do we worship on Sunday? Um, but in conclusion, um, the whole movement for Seventh-day Adventist was birthed out of a false prophecy um, and, and then influenced by another false prophet. Mm. And so those are, those are pretty big red flags in sure. my mind. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I think most of them, uh, I, th- I think some of them don't know this stuff completely. I think most of them would affirm that you're a fellow believer with them. And, um, In but, your opinion, is that an excuse? What? What do you mean? Ignorance. Oh. <laughs> um, no, that's loaded. That is loaded. Um, but if you're loosely affiliated or you are affiliated with a church that is uh, established on a heresy, on a false prophecy, on a what is ignorance an excuse to still be affiliated with that church, okay, denomination, so, whatever. Okay, so right. when, when I was making the point that I think a lot of them don't know this stuff, mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to say that's a valid excuse. Okay. I, I was just trying to say that some of these, I think, can still be legit believers sure. okay. because they don't know or believe the false... Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Um, I haven't been to an SDA church. Yeah. I don't know if they sit up there from the pulpit and talk about LNG White yeah. every Sunday. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying it. I think it's possible for for them to be genuine believers and have some incorrect yeah, doctrine. I, I agree with that. Versus like, um, you know, a, a uh, completely false religion yeah. where, yeah. you know, I, I think there's a difference there. Yeah. Certainly um, a dangerous path, though. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And and listen, it's it's wrong Yeah. Um, t- to put this woman's writings um, on equal ground with Scripture. Yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, and and I think that's what. If I was um, trying to persuade someone or talking with someone, I think that's where I would go. Yeah, okay. I think I would press them on Ellen G. White. Okay, and I would say, you know, uh, she claimed to be a prophet mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and um, she also wrote that Sunday worship is the mark of the beast. Do you agree with that? Mm. Um, and so if you do, you would have to say that, you know, all of the early church, uh, basically all of Christian churches 
yeah. um, up until like the 1860s or whatever uh, had it wrong and yeah. they were worshiping the, under the mark of the beast. Is yeah. that what you would affirm? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a really big problem. And that's where I would go with them is, okay, will you commit to the Bible hmm. over Ellen G. White? Yeah. Can we take her writings and, and put them off to the side? Can we agree on Scripture? Hmm. Can we agree on Sola Scriptura, which you your your own website claims that you follow? Correct. Yeah. You know, and if we can do this, I think we can find equal ground here. Yeah. If you know. Sure. Um, and and then you know you could go through um, false prophecies and you know things that don't line up with Scripture that she said and stuff like that. And I, and I think you could maybe convince them to let's let's get out of Ellen G. White and let's just look at the Scriptures. Gotcha. And I think we can come to to common ground there. Gotcha. Um, so th- that's where I would say um, we have to take these on an individual basis. And again, I mean, you have to take every case of, sure. on an individual basis. Yeah, sure. every, every person is a person made in the image of God that yeah. has value and dignity and worth, right? Yeah. And so we treat every individual like a, like a person. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know... It's just on whatever scale you want to use. I think it's more likely for someone to be an actual believer if they're in one of these churches um, versus a Mormon church. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? I agree with that. Because, um, you know, they'll they'll even tell you, um, you know, like, so Mormons, they, they don't even get the first thing right. That there's one God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right off the shoot. Yeah. So, uh, I think there's a big difference, and I and I would say, yeah, th- these I would say treat more on an individual basis. Figure out what they believe. Press them on Ellen G. White, and uh, convince them of sola scriptura, actual sola scriptura. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and you're not bound to one person's interpretation. Like, you know, who, who's one of your favorite like um, uh, old time preachers? Oh man! Uh, when you say old time, what do you mean? Like, uh, let's say. Mm, I mean, call me weird. I like listening to Spurgeon. Okay, or reading Spurgeon. Okay, I, I was going to ask if if you like Spurgeon. Yeah. Okay. but see, if Spurgeon said something that was unbiblical, you're not bound to Spurgeon. Correct. S- Spurgeon right. is not infallible. Right. Spurgeon's a man. That's right. And and so. We can kind of, when we hold the correct view of sola scriptura, and we mm-hmm. we can we come back to the scriptures. That's what guides us. That's what's, yeah. you know, I like Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, but yeah. I I don't I don't tr- any person. I still read what they wrote with a little bit of skepticism. Sure, is this scriptural? Does mm-hmm. this line up? Does and most okay. of those men would even say that. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yes, they would absolutely, absolutely. encourage you to yeah. to read the scriptures. Mm-hmm. I mean. Um, and so that's the big difference is um, we're not bound by Ellen G. White's interpretation of Scripture. Mm-hmm. We're bound by Scripture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's, uh, that's SDAs for you. And um, contrary to... Interesting. <laughs> huh? It's, a, it's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, contrary to... What some people have suggested, we're not going to talk about Roman Catholics right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so 
it, it, you know, you got to draw the line somewhere. We could go into sure. Uh, we we could be doing this for a whole year on yeah. on all the different little groups, but the point is the takeaway is mm-hmm. scripture. Yeah, getting back to scripture, um, and when you know the real thing, that guards you against the counterfeit. That's right. Okay. That's right. And so that's that's my takeaway for mm-hmm. parents out there. Teach your kids the word of God. Mm-hmm. Teach yeah. your kids the scriptures. Okay, teach them a biblical worldview, and they're going to be less likely to fall into something like this because they know what is correct. That's right. So, all right, guys, um, this is the last episode for 2023. Mm. Episode 101. Wow, 101. So, uh, hope you guys have a very. Uh, hope you have had a very merry Christmas. Hope you have a very happy new year and uh, not sure if we'll skip a week before we put out another one uh, but we'll start back in uh, early january um, there will be an episode in early january just to give you a little bit of a preview what to look for in 2024 mm. and uh, i think it's going to be important for us to um, to have a, a certain mindset as we go into 2024. So uh, that's what you guys can look forward to in the coming weeks. Again, hope you have a happy new year. We love you, and we will talk to you later on Bulletproof Faith.